This is the first episode of FNL. My name's Kaylee. And my name's Matt. On this podcast, we discuss international crimes and criminals. Yeah, so uh, real quick disclaimer, uh, we are not experts on any of these topics. We're just students trying to learn and be curious. Um, also, there is an advisory. We do swear. <laughs> there is some funny bits, but mainly... Oh dear, I don't even know what like Yeah, we speak English, so please bear with us if we pronounce these names wrong. Like our first case uh is against a case against Mahmoud Mustafa Busafi. Yeah, we got it. There we go. Oh dear. We're folly. Also known as AW for ease of talking. Yeah, because <laughs> because we're never going to be able to say that name repeatedly. Mum Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um, well, he's a pretty awful guy. Yeah, like, what is it? First time he was uh, indicted by the ICC. Well, so what we'll do is we'll go through this in a chronological order to really get the story straight so that way everyone knows what's happening. And uh, well, we're learning at, at the same time, so. Yeah, so I guess a little bit about AW. Um, is that his pen name now? Yeah. Seth's writing a blog? Yeah. The memoir and secret diary of A.W. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he's Libyan, and he was born in um, 1978. He's still alive, um, and the UN actually reported him to live at Square 8, Number 40, Quindula Road, in the Buhaima Hadima area of Benghazi. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and... I was just thinking, like, imagine the pile of magazine subscriptions, like, at that address, you know, that must have probably accumulated, I, like, I, like, Terrorism like... Weekly and <laughs> things like that. Can you imagine? Because this is a public address that the UN has reported. Yeah, it's about. like, it's like he actually, like, does he actually live there? No, obviously not. But, like, who's, who's the one who's keeping track of this stuff? My gosh. I know. And so, like... The poor, you know, neighbor next door, like, like Susan paint? must know that Mahmoud was in some pretty weird shit. Yeah, you, know like, you know that, you know that. All of like, the weird magazine subscription yeah, shit. How does he even do his taxes? It's like, what, like, on his, all his tax forms, what is he writing? Is he writing that address or is he writing something else? On the run from UN. Do not contact. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, graduated military college in Libya in 2000. Um, so I guess, you know, the arts degree didn't really no, work I don't, out. I don't, no, I don't think so. I think, uh, I think it, it's kind of the same situation as what happened with Hitler. Yeah. Um, but Failed maybe, artist. Yeah. Real tragic. Real <laughs> tragic. Went down a real dark path. Um, in case anybody wants to know this, uh, his military service number is 33468 in the armed forces of the Libyan Arab Jamira. Which, essentially, I, I wikipedia this, so thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> the um, Libyan Arab Jam- Jamahiria, who knows how that's pronounced, sorry. We could, we could just go by L-A-J. Sure. The L-A-J um, is essentially a combination of Army, Air Force, Navy, and just the people's militia, anybody who has... So is this like, a, like an all-rounder type of thing? Essentially, yeah. So, um... Man, why can't things be simple like that? Like, why does America have to have Navy, Air Force, <laughs> and Army, and then they have to have their special forces and all that stuff? Why can't we just have, like, one single just, like, entity just, like... Well, I don't know if the, uh, 
LAJ is a great role model. <laughs> um, anyway. Just a few humanitarian rights issues, but in general, it's okay. Yeah, just a few war crimes. Um, so the uh, situation in Libya uh, was the entire conflict um, was sort of began. I don't know how best to describe it. Um, in the 2014 election, following the 2011 killing of Muammar Gaddafi, so, um, fun stuff. Yeah, this podcast, like, we're too young to spend a lifetime on this because you could talk about this forever. You Libyan really could. conflict. Like, so, there's so much, so much detail, <laughs> so much history behind all this. So, we're just scratching the surface here. Honestly, so we're not going to talk about that. Um, but if you want to learn more about Gaddafi, um, there's actually a really great podcast that I found called Behind the Bastards. Wait, is this is this like a, a shout out to them? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we want to make friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, it is a really good podcast. They have like episodes of all of the awful people in history and they go really in depth and so I would recommend it if you want to learn more about this subject. I feel sorry for their for their editors. Like imagine reading all this stuff, it's like, oh my gosh. The most depressed editors. Ah <laughs> 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 oh, man. They really, like, you know, they're going to have to have that gin and tie. Honestly. Um, so, yeah, he joined uh, Al-Saika after Gaddafi's fall and is the commander in the Al-Saika Brigade, which is essentially an elite unit in the Libyan National Army, and that's been the case since 2015. Okay, so from what I'm seeing here, it's seven incidences uh, involving 33 people between June 3rd, 2016 and July 17, uh, 2017. Uh, and then he was arrested, released, and then <laughs> committed an eighth murder. What is this? So yeah, we'll, we'll get to that because um, how we've set it up and how the ICC sets up their court cases, if, you know, you on a Sunday evening and you don't have anything to do, go to the International Criminal Court website and just look at and read their documents because it'll put you right to sleep. So Aww. we're just going to like go through all of their processes, essentially. They essentially lay out the official charges. And so what Matt was saying was that um, AW directly committed and ordered the commission of murders, as a, and that's considered a war crime. Um, because he was the leader of several personnel... He was the, in charge of, a, what was it, a prisoner camp? Yeah. So that's where the majority of the murders occurred. Right. And um, war crimes, pretty awful things because they, it, it means that you're not recognizing basic human rights, but you're, you're in knowledge of that being incredibly cruel. And we'll talk about that and just inhumane as a person you know it really is like a sad state to like you know commit to that yeah it's 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 hard to imagine like although I, like we're we're kind of speaking from our nice little room in here nice in the attic safe. of the university of Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like we're, we're, we're really huddled in like the law library it's, it's really quiet um but you know even even in the case of like you know you're in a civil war or anything, or any conflict in general, it's it's really difficult to transport your mind there to think of what it would be like. But you would imagine, as just a human being, you would 
be knowledgeable about international law, especially in war-torn places, and know that, yeah, I have to treat even this prisoner with the basic yeah, necessities like, of life, you like know? At the end of the day, we're, you know, that person is a human, and they might have committed some, some crime, but in the act of, you know, revenge, you are reciprocating more violence, and you are, you are giving them more motive to commit more violence on top of it. It's just a cyclical cycle of like, really, like... Bad shit. Real bad. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you, you hit your little, you know, your sibling and then they hit you back and then the next thing you know, your mother has to come in and like break things up. That's what kind of, I wish the ICC could be that. Just like the mother of... The mother of the, <laughs> the world. The mother of Earth. <laughs> the mother... Yeah, well, it turns out the mother of Earth isn't always... the knows the best way to approach things we've discovered so i think we'll, after we talk about this case we'll we'll come to our opinions of the icc because oh. i think that's quite <laughs> an interesting conversation because i think intent amazing execution poor you know in yeah. summary well there's there's limitations to that though right yeah. anyways we'll, we'll okay, talk. okay 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 <laughs> we're getting off track so the icc issues a warrant of arrest and um well, they the ICC issues a warrant of arrest because they they do that for cases where there's an unli- unlikeliness to cooperate to any sort of court summons from the accused. So obviously this guy isn't going to show up. <laughs> like, no, like, like, it's like your mother telling you, hey, get in here. For, like, but you have no, there's no reason to because you're a 20-year-old and you live by yourself. And uh, uh, Yeah, so, and I, <laughs> when I thought about this, I wrote down, like, um, Mahmoud's assistant, Brett, always having to click reschedule <laughs> on Google Calendar when he gets, like, an invitation from the ICC. Because, <laughs> of course, of course, a work criminal is not going to actively seek out the ICC. Like, like, there's, like, there's, no, there's no motivation there at there's all. There's no authority there's coming no authority. in. There's no international police force going to, out yeah. to get this guy. Like, I think the only thing that the ICC was able to do was send in an investigative report team, but that that's it. And, and they have no jurisdiction. Yeah, well, what the UN does is it communicates the warrants of arrest for all of their, um, you know, cases to any state or international organization to, if they want to, comply with. And that was, um, so August 15th, to give you a date, 2017, was the warrant of arrest. Um, so what's, the, what's the date today? It's February... 18th, 2020. Huh. I know. You, you know, if they, if our police force had the efficiency of the ICC, my gosh. Yeah, well, you know, spoiler alert, he's still at large, so that just gives you an idea. Anyway, so the ICC can do this. By this, I mean communicate to or share the warrant of arrest in a state under the Rome Statute of the ICC, which... It's kind of funny because it's essentially a treaty made by the ICC to establish the ICC as an entity, and that was done in 2002. And so, yeah, it's like a code of conduct, but it's like you're introducing law that um, supports the existence of yourself as a yeah. legal entity. Yeah, Wait, <laughs> so. and, and it's not like they can they can come together all agreeing on one standardized set of regulations and laws mm-hmm. that they can you know, 
and place on everyone else below them because obviously no one's going to agree to releasing some sort of sovereignty for, uh, to the ICC. So I guess they had to make it up themselves. Honestly. So like, it, it's like knowing you have to brush your teeth and then giving yourself a pat on the back to go ahead and brush your teeth. It's like, you can, it's like talking to yourself. You're like, Kayla, you got this. <laughs> and then like reaffirming it as uh, until you actually feel like you've got this. It, yeah. It's just like really the funny. Hate, you know, it's, it's like you, it's like a uh, fake it till you make it, you know, yeah, it's like obviously. smile, smile, smile. And eventually, eventually you'll be happy somewhere down the line. So yeah. So what's interesting is there were recordings of witness interviews, videos, social media posts by the media center of the Al Saika Brigade and <clears throat> excuse me, and international organizations reports like Human Rights Watch giving reasonable grounds to believe that war crimes were committed. That's essentially the main source of all of the ICC's problems with AW because it's, yeah, it's you know it's kind of surprising how how reflective it's it is you know with the media center and the Al Saika Brigade how. Isn't, isn't he part of the Alcycle Brigade? Yes, he's a commander. Lovely. Like, so the Alcycle Brigade's like, hey, this guy sucks. Reports that, gets the report out, you know, media is out there, ICC sees it. It's like, hey, we are indicting this guy for, you know, we want him over here. It is kind of crazy. It's like, not only am I committing all these war crimes, let me take a video of it and then <laughs> prove it <laughs> to the ICC that I did do these things. It's ridiculous. It's and at, well, at the end of the day, it's publicity, it's fear. Like that's the mm -hmm. main reason for terrorism being posted on social media. Um, it's there's no logic to it. If you were an actual like you know criminal mastermind, and you would not post these things on social no, it's media. It's not. It's not something that you. It's not something that you want to just display openly. Yeah. Well. Well, this guy did it. So. Um, We've mentioned this before, but there since he's since AW's a commander, um, he has quite a lot of control. And like Matt said, he did he does have a detention center, so he essentially has access to all of these prisoners. Um, and so the people that were killed by him really there were no there was no evidence of a fair trial given. There was no um, there was no evidence to suggest that the people were. Um, you know, given any sort of basic human rights, the people were killed in a cruel and degrading way. Like, yeah. it was just pretty bad. Yeah, it's like, it's not even... This type of stuff is, is... It's so difficult to really understand, you know, when you're when you're in one of those detention centers, when you're the ones that are giving out these orders to, to tell people to, you know, this person who is, one, you know, you've given them no free trial, two, it's obviously... Cruel. It's always, obviously cruel because they know it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's not like uh, being a death row patient. No, and so these videos are really disturbing, obviously, and um, they were posted on Facebook. And um, essentially, these victims were shot execution style, um, some by AW himself and some by people who were sympathizers led by AW. Obviously, he had the intent and knowledge that. Um, he was killing these people. It wasn't like he was insane. Like, you know how some people 
plead insanity or like they were out of their they were drunk. Yeah, he's a commander. He he's a commander. He knows what he's doing, right? Like, there's no doubt about it. It's it's surprising, kind of, if you really think about it, if he actually did try and plead that. It's like I'm insane. <laughs> it's like all. The- yes, but no. <laughs> Essentially, he also knew that what his that his actions would stir up the international. Um, criminal justice. Criminal justice system. system. Yeah, yeah. Like he had. He had knowledge of what he was doing and how it would impact the conflict at large in so Libya. We have you our know? intent <clears throat> and the action yeah, in yeah, proof, sure. like in right video there, proof. <laughs> so, Who's the guy who's videotaping that? Seriously, it's like like that. That must suck. <laughs> uh, worst job. He's probably an intern. Probably <laughs> he's not. He's not paid minimum wage. <laughs> so anyway, he's got the dirty job. Yeah. Uh, so it was believed by the UN that or the ICC, that um, unless he was prevented in some way or captured, he would continue to commit these crimes, of, of course. Well, and, and it makes sense. Seven incidences, you know, at this point, he's like a serial, serial, serial war crime. War crime criminal? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he really yeah. calls the guy. Essentially. So it's... So in the actual document of the warrant of arrest, it's crazy um, because... It was sort of made for people like us who just want like who just wanted the the, the cliff notes. Yeah, just give me the detail. I, I don't no, I don't want the details. I want the big pieces of information. So literally, you'll see on the warrant of arrest document all the way at the end. There's like a group of action words like issues, and then a bullet point. Decides bullet points, bullet points. Orders bullet points, bullet points. And it's surprisingly smart to give a Cliff Notes version of like a 17 page document because you know nobody's going to fucking read like 17 <laughs> pages of legal jargon except well, us. <laughs> well, okay, apparently except us. I don't know. Not a lot of people have that time. Like, no. even as a student who's supposed to read 29 pages of, you know, like for whatever class, mm-hmm. I don't even do that. I read the abstract. I'm like, you do the Whoa. good old skim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who needs words? Yeah. Oh, here's some more. Okay, so <laughs> um, decision. So the next like process in the ICC is to publish this document called "Decision Assigning Judges to Divisions and Recomposing Chambers," which was done on March 16th, 2018. That's a hefty, hefty document. Too many, like, honestly, whoever wrote this, just thesaurus.com did it. Because I'm like, you could, it's literally, again, with, like, the action words and the bullet point cliff notes. It's essentially just, it. the purpose of it assigns the judges, but allocates who are the most important people are, which is the presiding judge, which is, like, the main judge, the head judge. Mm-hmm. So, in this case, it was Judge Peter Kovacs. Um, That's a cool name, Peter Kovacs. It sounds like a Bond, <laughs> Bond character. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Peter Kovac. Um, and then all of the other judges. Uh, so this is kind of important because um, the two other judges were Mark Perrin de Brichambeau and Judge Rin Alapini Gansu. Sorry about that. Because <laughs> that sounds <laughs> wrong. <laughs> uh, I, I feel sorry for these guys. Imagine like typing out, you know, like your name. I know. Like it's oh, just like underline error, error, oh. <laughs> autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the assistant's like, fuck me. 
Um, so you'll be delighted to hear that um, there is some uh, because it's the UN and it strives to uphold the ideals of like an ideal society. There is I was so surprised that there is gender and ethnic diversity in these judges. Like there's three of them though. Like how yeah. diverse can like no, but I was so happy to see that um, Judge Alapini Gansu was a woman of color in such a high position. That's amazing. Love it. Hey, you know, women are pretty impressive, though. You should really, like, you should see my mom. Oh, shout out to Matt's mom. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, so the next document that's published is Decision on the Election of the Presiding Judge, which happened March 21st, 2018. And it sounds exactly like it sounds it's dry the decision boring. on the election of the presiding judge which was peter kovacs he becomes the presiding judge in this case you know they could have just said this in like well we said it in like <laughs> 10 words they had to say in uh, how long was the was the document like usually on average these documents are like 10 to 30 pages just to say i hired this guy honestly honestly <laughs> So, yeah, the second warrant of arrest um, was published July 4th, 2018. So a year after the last one. Right. So, like, time has passed. Things haven't been happening. So the ICC considers it to be justified because they want to include that eighth incident um, that happened after the fact as another additional war crime. And so it's like the same MO from the previous instances. Like he is a repeat offender. Like he yeah. did another hooded execution style video, essentially. Uh, so we have a letter that was allegedly sent by Mr. Haftar. Uh, it says here, dual American Libyan citizen who is the supreme commander of the Libyan National Army. So, so he's above... AW. Oh, okay. That's very, that's very important. Yeah. Um, so this was sent to the prosecutor uh, of the court confirmed that AW killed some detained terrorists as a reaction to the bombings. And the bombings was a double uh, car bomb, which killed, I believe, 30 people and injured over 90 people. So a very serious incident. And as a result, um, AW killed... Some detained terrorists, as we already stated. Oh, oh, the um, the IED bomb, just to give some more detail on that, I found some more facts on that. Um, it was committed on January 24th, 2018. He shot in retaliation of that car bomb in front of the mo- in front of Bayat al-Radwan Mosque in Benghazi. So in retaliation, AW shot 10 people in front of this mosque. So, Taftar ordered AW in August 2017 to be suspended from military action and investigated. So, <clears throat> this was essentially like the first warrant of arrest um, by the ICC, but it was taken and manipulated a little bit by Haftar because the ICC was not involved in, in this um, military situation that Haftar ordered. Yeah. It Haftar essentially was like, I'm gonna do my own version of 
<laughs> of the first born of I don't like what you guys made, so I'm going to make my own. Thank you very much. So, a note about this guy, Haftar. Um, so, he's also in control of oil ports and so he has all of the fat stacks like well, he's, so he's rolling in money he's not only like the supreme commander but he also is probably a billionaire because i mean libya trade oil that's Super money for big oh yeah so would not want to be on the wrong side of this guy no no <laughs> i would not want to be aw right about now i would not want to be an intern for half time <laughs> nope <laughs> Um, so... Trying to write a document, like, rewrite the ICC's <laughs> document. It's like, oh! Has one spelling mistake, <laughs> loses a finger. <laughs> yeah, I would not want to work for this guy. Um, so no. So al uh fought alongside and was loyal to Haftar at one point. Um, and so... That's what happened. That's a good story. I have no idea. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to have to get through that then. The Libya conflict and the M- Middle Eastern uprising situation, I am very uneducated about, except the brief jab that this story has on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Libyan parliament and House of Representatives is, of course, critical of the UN. It stands for Western ideals. It doesn't align culturally or really religiously at all. And so um, the UN essentially created a government of national accord um, in Libya in order to provide like a basis for growth and prosperity, but the Libyan parliament and House of Representatives do not like that at all and essentially allied with Haftar. Lovely. Oh, I know. Got a love <laughs> infighting. Yeah, so things are not going well with the relationship between the UN, <laughs> the ICC, and Libya. It's a really toxic relationship. Honestly. Okay, so AW was actually arrested inter- and interrogated by the military pro- uh, prosecutor, um, but was released by November 30th, 2017. Uh, and then after the mosque incident, Haftar ordered AW's arrest again. <laughs> For a second time, yeah, on January twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen. So uh, that that was quite a uh, quite a time, quite a time between the incident and uh, when he was arrested again. So then, on February sixth, two thousand eighteen, AW appears in a video saying, "Upon the instruction of the general command, the commander in chief, regarding my arrest, I, AW, I'll surrender to the military police in the town of." Oh, I'm going to mess this up. Al Marge, so that the investigation relating to the International Criminal Court could be concluded. Nice say W voice. Uh, yeah, you know, I feel like it's a little, it's a little Western though. Yeah. A little English. I don't think this is the, this is like what he actually said. I feel like there's a bit of translation there. Probably. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, so he was in custody of the military police. Uh, February 7th, uh, 2018, for investigations uh, and the demonstration in Megazi in opposition of him. Yeah, um, there was quite a lot of like public um, hate for him being detained. Yeah. What is it? 
burning tires, roadblocks. Yeah, people people were not happy. Imagine that though. If you if you can get an entire city to be like, no, don't arrest me. It's like, no, we like the war criminal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he well, gets well, shit you, done for <laughs> us. <laughs> well, well, apparently, apparently they got their way because February eighth, two thousand eighteen. So literally a day later, the investigation is complete. And A.W. was released. I know. And so the ICC apparently has smart people. Um, and they said, just no way. Like, there's, there couldn't have been a good and fair and proper investigation of a guy in 24 hours that had committed all of these serious offenses. So What now, though? <laughs> what now? What a great question. <laughs> like, what, what, how do you continue from here when you know that this guy has been set free after a day of investigations and you know that that information probably is not credible? Well, and this is my, um, my opinion. I'm pretty sure that there was some type of, like, corrupt slash bribe slash weird shit going on there. Like, of course, A.W. and Haftar have people, have money, have resources to get them out of sticky situations. And I'm pretty sure that was the case here. The whole being arrested like three or four times situation. I feel like that's a farce. Yeah, that's honestly. publicity. That's like, oh, to the rest of the world, oh, we have our shit together, but don't worry. To the rest of the people internally in Libya, they're like, yeah. don't worry, we'll let them go. <laughs> they're, really, they're really walking a tightrope there, their governance right now because mm-hmm. you have the people on one side stating that, yes, we like what you're doing. Oh, and that, the people is a generalization. We don't, yeah. like some people, I'm sure, have suffered yeah. under this guy. You know, it's it, his sympathizers. Yeah. I should, I should uh, be more specific. <clears throat> and the people that were creating the roadblocks and burning yeah. the tires. Yeah. Know, the guy who was like, yeah, let me just light like this tire on fire. <laughs> Yay, climate change. Let me just... <laughs> let me just, you know, light this tire on fire to show my support. <laughs> but in all, in all honesty, it's, it's, it's a really tight uh, fine line that they have to walk because you have the world on the other side mm-hmm. that's looking at them, judging them, and telling them, hey, we really do not like the fact that these war crimes have been committed and that this person has walked free from those incidences. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's only apparent in the fact that the ICC has indicted him twice yeah. and <laughs> called for him. To His be, arrest twice. <laughs> and he's been arrested, mm-hmm. finger, like air quotes, arrested yeah. twice. Um, so, you know, where we go from here, that's quite the, quite the thing. Yeah, so the ICC is in the pre-trial stage, which is, is how it sounds. It's pre-trial. There... Because the suspect, A.W., hasn't been arrested. He's not going to voluntarily appear. No. Well, technically he did. But <laughs> not together, really, though. Oh, no. it, it's like jokes. When we're, when we're referring to voluntary, voluntarily uh, appear, we're referring to him appearing to the ICC rather than just his, his own uh, military police that uh, he probably has some connections to. Mm-hmm. So I, I made a note of this because in my head I'm like, well, why can't there be like some sort of action by the ICC to to wrap this case up? And obviously the, the guy isn't there that you're trying to indict. 
yeah, of course, the ICC can't try somebody that isn't there. Mm-hmm. But in my head when I was reading this, I'm like, well, why aren't they trying this guy? <laughs> I'm like, that's why. Well, <laughs> He's not there. And there's yeah. no, like, like you, you said, you can't legitimize man. yourself. Yeah, the, just gonna the Rome <laughs> statue can only go so far. <laughs> you can't just, like, be like, no, this guy's wrong. I don't like him. Yeah, so, so no. Um... It sounds crazy, but I, I remember like getting lost in these documents. Like, well, gosh darn it, why can't we do something about it? Well, it's because there is no international military. Yeah. There is no like force unified completely against you know um, the criminals like these that are backed by the UN, and the UN doesn't have resources for it. Like, it it's kind of a trap. But I don't know if you have any thoughts on. Well, no, like that. it really is. That is the predicament nowadays. That. You know, our, any international organization has no real jurisdiction without having a country give itself, uh, give its sovereignty to that international organization. So in the case of the UN, it, you know, it is nothing without the countries. Mm-hmm. And that is the issue. Mm. And the fact that it does not, it is not... Excuse me. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm well, chugging coffee right now, so please, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, like, it really is, it's a sad thing. The fact that you can have an international organization but really has no jurisdiction in any, any country around the world without the country allowing it and giving itself to the UN. It's... The UN represents an ideal, and the International Criminal Court re- represents an ideal that's like, as, hum- as humanity we can agree on fundamental principles about how wow. this world should run. That's the ideal. For, for some people, we can agree. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many discrepancies between, like, like, you know, different countries, different cultures, you know, societies. Heck, even in Canada, we have, we have, we're in the law library, and we were just talking about how, like, we have rows and rows, shelves and shelves of so many intricate provincial court cases and even more in-depth court cases that are in these giant books yeah, there's, and there's like series like, for, like and we're just around us you can see that there are series and i'm mm-hmm. talking series like 10 books of law of like ohio or like california or montana of yeah. literally just one state it's imagine like, like game of thrones of oh my gosh <laughs> Game of Thrones, of provinces. Yeah, it's crazy. So the ICC prosecutor, uh, Fatou Bensoda, I'm so sorry again, uh, (laughs) told the UN Security Council in 2017 that the international community should turn over Al, again, I'm so sorry, Al Tuhami Mohammed Khalid, uh, who's the former head of the Libyan Internal Security Agency. Uh, Saif al-Islam Gaddaf- Gaddafi oh boy mispronunciation should just be the title of this episode it really should <laughs> <laughs> and to call for accountability over the situation in Libya uh, when which has been in conflict since the disputed election in 2014 during the 2011 killing of uh, Gaddafi so the incidents that we just talked about here with Fatou Bensoda um, relates to the situation in Libya and generally the, the conflict in the area in the fact that the ICC considers this a very important and very relevant issue 
that all these uh, actions of humanitarian uh, dissidents, of uh, war crimes, and just overall terrorism is a very serious and very destructive situation that's going on. Yeah, and it's not only AW. Like, really important people in the Libyan government are also being looked at, and especially by... Um, NGOs and like Human Rights Watch and all sorts of really interesting and great um, like humanitarian organizations are looking at other people too. So we don't want to like just single, single out, single out, and be single-minded about it. There are also other people in the Libyan government and also other war criminals. It's yeah, not just AW. <laughs> and elsewhere in the world too. So yeah. more to come on that one. Oh, for sure. So, Amnesty International North African Research Director, Heba Morayith. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Again. But man, that's a cool title. So cool. So cool. Imagine saying that on like a... Imagine saying that on in an interview. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just the North Amnesty. Africa Research Director for Amnesty International. I'm cool. She's so cool. Um, anyways, she stated that this warrant sends a clear message that those who commit or order horrendous crimes are not above the law and will not go unpunished. But for real though, um, this idea hasn't worked. Like he hasn't been captured and the UN has no internal police force like we talked about just just recently. You know, the more you talk about it, the more it becomes real. It's just <laughs> like the Roman statue. <laughs> So, yeah, they, the ICC must rely on the international community to tackle these things, but there is no real incentive because everybody has their own shit that they have to deal with. Yeah. Like, it's, it's hard to really justify saying, yeah, I'm going to let this international organization have a police force that can come into my country and bully my people around to tell me what to do. Right, and like the other perspective there is, let's say you're... Uh, a member nation of the UN and you're like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Let me spend money. Let me spend taxpayer money trying to track down this this war cr- criminal. Although it's good intentions and although like we should be doing that, there is no real yeah, like incentive. You- There's no real like literally the UN just pats you on the back and says good job yeah. <laughs> here's a gold star yeah, like, <laughs> there's no incentive even then how are you supposed to justify this to your people yeah to your population it's like yeah we just spent like half a billion dollars on trying to find this one guy because we're just trying to be good people like eventually I hope society gets there I hope the world <laughs> says like yeah I, I support this it really I don't understand why we haven't already like it's it kind of just makes sense Guy breaks law. Let's get him. Yeah, in order to have a fair trial. Honestly, it's it's hard to hard to justify why you shouldn't. At the same time, with so many countries in turmoil, it's hard to actually pool money into that. Yeah, it's such a shame that moral intent, like good morals, don't really match up with actual actions in today's world. People. Even though they may think, oh yeah, that's the right thing to do, but should I put in the effort? I don't. I think there's a mi- a mismatch there, and it's just such a shame. Yeah. Like I wish people would say, yeah, that's the right thing to do. Now let me do the right thing. Yeah. You know, like now it's more a mismatch of of like what really talks nowadays and yeah, and today, politics. Yeah. Like what what's 
like let's say you there's an election coming up hypothetically and you're in power how do you justify like spending any portion of your budget like federal budget on something like this Wait. not a lot of countries do though like do you see in like the canadian government like we're budget? well below we're well <laughs> below what uh, what we're supposed to reach what is it 0.7% of our gdp mm. and we're only and that's that's the goal for our, for how much we're supposed to put into uh the UN you mean? Yeah, I believe it's the UN or uh no uh like humanitarian yeah efforts. And we're only at like I think five percent? Zero point five percent? Yeah, so there's gonna have to definitely be a cultural shift yeah. to push governments to actually allocate like part of their budgets into trying to what's catch the word? These catch, yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we're, we're sorry, guys. It's been a long day for the both of us. Um, so do you want to talk about the bell cow? Yeah. Oh, this is so cool. So in my research, um, sort of in the update since the, um, the air quotes investigation, the day-long investigation. People, people see, it's not only us that realized that this was kind of a, a facade of an investigation. Some other people did, and and I'll let you... Yeah, so this really cool entity called Bellingcat Investigation Team is essentially an investigative crowdsourced volunteer group who is actually looking at the, like, image-by-image execution video, the multiple videos that AW has posted um, on Facebook, and is using a lot of different tools like open-source satellite imagery, geotech photo... I know, right? Like, <laughs> imagine being the person there, being like, "I think I got it, guys." <laughs> yeah, um, geotag photos, conflict history, geolocation from other news articles to actually look at and locate the exact location of these murders. This is like some like 007 like level <laughs> like I activity. Know. I wish I was that smart. <laughs> oh. To essentially to help. Um, the investigations and the investigators at the ICC trying to track down um, like who exactly in these videos were murdered because it's it's not always publicized because they it's you know execution style back facing yeah. the hooded figures that just essentially it's, it's all a mystery there with who specifically does it but you right. know the act is there it's just figuring out all the other pieces right and where exactly these murders were located because one of the major hurdles of trying to find these these criminals is they move all the time and so they're very knowledgeable about where the best places are to hide from people like their own government or the ICC or any sort of humanitarian international organization um, so half the battle is trying to locate where they are and where they might do it again. So this is this has been a very interesting talk about uh, about the entire ICC case against Mahmoud Mustafa Busayaf Al Warafi. Nailed it. I think. <laughs> yeah. And hey, you know, if he wants to correct me, he can come out and correct it. Please come out. Contact us. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> um. 
turn yourself in. No, he's probably not listening to this. No, he's probably not. But hey, you know what? It's only, <laughs> if more people say it, <clears throat> it's, okay. gonna, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna turn into a thing. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so um, we'll link the sources that we use for all this research in the episode description. And we'll make sure that you guys are able to uh, look at the information, correct us if there are any discrepancies. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be some Oh, there's definitely. Especially with what I've been saying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And of course, this stuff is very politicized and very controversial. So we're more than happy to create a platform where people can talk about these things and correct us and... We're really showing our, we're bearing our chest here so that way you guys can learn a little bit of information and also maybe teach us some. Yeah, be curious with us. Be curious nerds. Yeah. Hashtag curious nerds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, bye for now, I guess. Take care.